Thank you, Pastor Neil. How many of you are blessed this morning? You have a minimalist a worship session, just two of them. And um, I was truly blessed. How many of you are blessed? Yeah? Nice. Give a round of applause to Pastor Neil. Such an anointing person. I was, I was tearing up when he sang the song. Wow, it was amazing. Okay, let's get back to here. So this morning, I had a Uniqlo app. The Uniqlo app popped up, something that appears to me very, very common, but it's, I, I think it happens to everyone as well. It says 2023 year end is here. Next year is 2024. Uh, grab your last chance to buy whatever you need. And um, also I subscribed to YouTube uh, Premium. So YouTube Music gave me a recap of 2023. What is the most liked songs that I play throughout the year? So how many of you are doing this same as me? We are recapping whatever that is happening this year. How many of you? You're doing that? Not many of you? Really? Okay. Okay. How many of you, can I ask this? How many of you are excited uh, what's coming next, next year? Not many are hopeful. Okay. Okay, nice. So as I was doing reflection for 2023, and I realized that um, it has been a roller coaster journey. So why I say that, because... Um, the beginning of the year, I changed a job, uh, end of last year, and after that, um, I had to prove myself to a new company in probation. And my wife was pregnant, and um, we had our baby girl in June this year. And after that, um, my dad had a surgery to, uh, to his brain, and going through all that. And after that, uh, after the surgery, a bit of complication, uh, he plunged into depression and had, had a bit of drama there and just a lot to, to, take, to take in this year. And as I reflect, um, this year was nothing short of amazing grace from God. So today, uh, before we go into the story uh, and uh, talk about more about God's grace that, is ha- that has been happening in my life, um, I'm going to share with you a little bit part of this year, what has happened, okay? So before that, let's pray, okay? Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this time of the year, that even though it's the last day of 2023, um, all of us are here in the best place of the world, and we call it home, that we get to hear from your word. We pray that you open all our hearts, speak to us through my voice. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said. Amen, amen. Okay, uh, before I go into the story, this is something that I would like to do. I want to share with you a family photo. Okay, this was taken a month and a half ago. So, uh, obviously, the middle one is my wife, Jacqueline. Some of, the, some of you know them, some of you don't. Uh, so, the left is my daughter. Her name is Michaela. A bit of uh, hard to spell, I know. Uh, it's by my wife and... Uh, it's actually a, a girl's version of Michael, Michaela, okay? So as I step into fatherhood, I realize that I get to relate better to Heavenly Father. Sometimes through the lens of being a father to my daughter, and I can see how Heavenly Father has actually poured His love into my life. I'll give you one example. So after three months of maternity leave, my wife had to go back to work. Right? And uh, on the fourth month, so we looked for a nanny and we found one. And uh, every single day, either it would be me or my wife fetch my daughter to uh, nanny's place. 
okay? So we bought a very expensive baby car seat. As a first-time parent, uh, I think some of you can relate. We tend to buy very expensive stuff uh, the first time, then the second one would be the cheaper one, the second-hand one, right? So very expensive car seat. I thought it would be nice. She would sleep throughout the day, uh, throughout the journey, and um, she would enjoy it. And we also bought a mirror so that she could see uh, through the reflection, back mirror to the rear mirror, she could see me. And I realized this. On the third month onwards, every single time, it was a 15 minutes journey. So every single time, when it hit 10 minutes mark, she would start to cry. So she would be like, wah, wah, wah. So we didn't know what happened. So sometimes it would be just me alone with my daughter. So I'm driving in front, she's at the back. So she cries. And sometimes it's fake cry because there's no tear. And then after two minutes, fake cry. Then there's real cry. There are a lot of tears. <laughs> and then I don't know what to do. So to the best of my knowledge, being a new father, all I can do is go up to the highest pitch and be like, Michaela, Papa is here. Why are you crying? <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> and how many of you know that it never worked. <laughs> she cried and cried throughout the last five minutes and it's always cried until we reached Nanny's house. And when she was uh, on her fourth to fifth month, so fourth and a half months, something like that, there was one day, same routine, same day, 15 minutes mark, like that. And what happened was something changed. This time I realized, I did the same. I called her name, Michaela. And she was crying, crying, and suddenly her eyes become like wide open. And I'm like, oh, you can hear me now? And then she's like, not crying anymore. And she finds comfort. And then suddenly I realized this. Wow, if she hang around with me, she has been with me for the past one and a half months, morning, 15 minutes journey, and she's been listening to my voice, she will start to recognize my voice. And bear in mind, a newborn baby, uh, their eyesight, they couldn't see very well. It's blur, blur vision and stuff like that. And on the fourth month to fifth month, she could start to see me through the mirror. Because when I smile at her, when we hit the red traffic light, she start to smile as well. And I realized this, wow, God, does that mean if I hang around with you long enough, I get to see your signs and wonders. I get to see the works of your hand. I get to recognize your voice. And that's powerful. So today, as I share my sharing, okay, it's really my heart that I wanted to share with you about God's grace and um, its sufficiency. So how God's grace and His sufficiency is enough for us. And my desire is everyone will walk away with knowing that how to draw strength from God's grace and know that it is not our own strength, but it is from God, okay? Um, so right now, this is the seasons of my life. So I'm a newly father, and uh, also I, I shared just now that I, 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 I had a new job last year, and after that, I had to prove myself and stuff like that. And also at church, um, I don't know why, so this year was pastor team was very graciously pulled me and my wife to coach training and suddenly we multiply from one to three and pastor is always say three is not a good number, four is a better one or five is a better one, I don't know. So 
we're always in this season that we are called growing. And with all that package that, uh, that I have with me, uh, which is I need to uh, work harder in my job and I need to take care of baby the first few months. Uh, and then before that, we actually, uh, well, one more thing, we had to move house as well. So moving house, getting a hospital, consistently go to hospital for checkup, and then after that, uh, uh, looking for a new nanny, and financially, we have to spend wisely as well, and all that. So this has uh, been a summary of what has happening in my life in 2023, okay? And because of all these too many new things, I know that uh, we, we go through a lot of new things in life. Because of all these new things, there is this particular verse that spoke, spoke to me, and um, it's from... 1 Corinthians 15, 10. And I uh, really want to share with you guys about this. So can we read together out loud? Yes, on my, on my count. One, two, three, go. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Okay, so this book is written by Paul to Corinth, to the church of Corinth. And uh, the beginning, Paul was actually correcting uh, the church, uh, who baptized who, and, and after that, talk about marriage and stuff like that. But on this chapter, the beginning of this chapter, the title was actually talking about the resurrection of Christ. So Jesus came, died for us, and He's risen and Paul goes on and talk about how he appeared to more than 500 plus people on the account. And after that, uh, we land to this part where Paul actually says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. And on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So three thoughts that I want to draw from this verse. The first one is we are saved by His grace. And the second one is we do not want God's grace to be in vain. And the third one is we consistently and continuously depend or rely on His grace every single day. So the first one, we are saved by His grace. I know that uh, in Ephesians, Paul actually wrote as well in chapter 2 that it is by His grace through faith we have been saved. It's not of works. Uh, so that no man can boast, right? And to talk about this, I remember my salvation story. So a little bit of background, I grew up in a Buddhism uh, family. So we practice Buddhist uh, practices and Taoism, stuff like that. We burn incense and offerings. And growing up, I don't know anything about Christianity. And... Uh, I remember when I was saved, it was 2019. And back then, 2018, uh, I actually followed a friend of mine go to several churches in Malaysia. And uh, I realized that the first one, I was in shock because uh, I was not connected well, I think. And uh, some of them uh, spoke in tongue and I was like, what was that? And what are you talking about? And after that, I realized that God's grace has been very powerful because I had a gap year and I went uh, for New Zealand for a working holiday for a year, for close to a year. And from there, I met my wife. And then after that, that time, she was just a friend, uh, a Christian friend. 
So she asked if I would like to go to church just to visit. And I said, hey, why not? Let's go. So with all the wrong intention, just to like check out what is church all about. And then um, I got a Bible and then a free Bible. And I brought it back home uh, to Malaysia when I came back. And then I remember very powerfully, I was alone in my house and um, I was asking God, God, why am I here? Uh, what's my purpose? Um, and talk about my mom because uh, I think I did not share the backstory. So my mom passed away when I was two and um, I asked God that time, I remember in 20, 2019, beginning of the year, I asked, why am I here? Why did you take my mom away? And what is my purpose of life? And in my living room alone, and a YouTube sermon popped out, a short one, and God spoke exactly right to my heart. It says, the title says, Why God Chose You. And I had an encounter with God that moment, and I wanted to know more about Jesus because I cried in my living room. I realized that I had not, I had, I had cried for my ex-girlfriend, I had cried for my mom, but I had not cried for a person that I've never met before. <laughs> and it's a guy some more. <laughs> and then from then on, I started to seek, search, to know who is this God that we're talking about. And graciously, I encountered Him again and again, and I accepted Christ in 2019. So looking back, it's only when we are here and we look back, and I realized that it is God's grace that He has been chasing after me when I was in Malaysia, I was in New Zealand, I did not accept him. And I come back, he chased after me again and again and again. And that was my story. Okay, we are saved by his grace. Thought number two, we do not want God's grace to be in vain. The message translation translated this way, it says, and I'm not about to let his grace go to waste. So according to Paul, God's grace was bestowed on, on him. So the vain word actually in Greek word, it means uh, wasted or void or gone, nothing, okay, empty. So it actually is a word from Greek called kenos, K-E-N-O-S. And Paul declared that it was because of God's grace, he was safe, right? How many of you know the story? He was on the road to Damascus and he was persecuting Christians and God poured His grace mightily, appeared to him miraculously, and then he was saved. And he said this, he said, because of the grace that poured to him, he did not want the produce to be hollow, to be empty. And rather he said, I labor more abundantly than they are, yet not I, but the grace of God was, uh, which was with me. So I remember when I accepted Christ, 2019, okay, go back, 2019, I accepted Christ. And then we had a live group. So if you haven't been to a live group, live group is a place where uh, all of us talk uh, intentionally about God. So uh, there were a few of us who attended uh, Discovering God and um, were new in faith and we were so like passionate on fire, okay? And I remember we had this discussion, we talked about, um, today I'm very passionate, yes. What about two to three years later? Will I still be on this level of passion to God or will I be like not my, not my thing anymore 
So we talk about this, we don't want to lose this fire. And I ponder about it, like, how can I keep my fire going? And I realized that uh, I need to look for some, someone that I can look up to, that I can uh, take it as an example. So I, I look at Pastor Tim, Pastor Stephen, and all the ministers who have been serving uh, week in, week out. I don't know, for the past 20, 30, 40 years, all of us that we can, we can look to. And I realized this. How come they never lose their faith? How come they are still on fire? They are still, every week, they are still smiling and welcoming all of us uh, when we enter to church, even though some of us don't want to have eye contact. But they are still smiling. Where do you find that from? And I realized this. I remember Pastor Tim said, he's a very easy man. If a simple song or simple sermon and he spoke to his heart, that's encounter. So I want to have a fresh encounter in every season of my life so that I can do his work and it will not go to uh, vain. It will not be wasted. Okay, so this is thought number two. And the last one, thought three. We continue to depend on His grace every single day. So when I thought about this, I know that counting on God's grace is not a one-time thing. It's a continuous faith action. It's not a one-time daily, uh, like today, I, I rely on you, God, and stop from there. It's every single day, every morning that when I wake up, I need to dedicate, I need to say a prayer, I need to give my life and uh, rely on His grace. So continue from what Paul writes to the church of Corinth from uh, 1 Corinthians. Uh, another verse that really spoke to me in this season that I want to share with you guys is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. Okay, from verse 7. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. So a chapter before this uh, was actually Paul talking about his hardship, how much persecution he has been and how many whips he has been lashed and he was in a, in a, on a shipwreck and how many times was that. And then we land to this one where Paul actually wanted to boast not his strength, but his weakness. And this particular verse spoke to me because um, I realized that there will be no one seasons in our life that we will be stress-free, that we will be problem-free. Uh, whether you are in your studies, whether you are in your universities, whether you are in uh, you are a young working adult, just step into marketplace, whether you are in a family, whether you are in whatever season of your life, there won't be a season of life that you are problem-free. And... Paul goes on to speak, Satan harassed me to keep me from becoming conceited. And three times, he asked God that it should leave me. He prayed 
God, please take it away. But God, in fact, God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. So which means that God actually allows problems to happen. God allows, sometimes in God's sovereignty, God allows stress to happen. God allows some of the things that could mold us to happen in our life. But he says this, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. I'm going to share a last story, a bit of personal story, uh, just to uh, relate how God's grace has been so powerful. So there was one day as I was picking up uh, my daughter, Michaela. It was an ordinary day and um, my wife and I, we came up from the lift and we turned right to the very ordinary corridor before we enter to our home, okay? And something hit me. So I remember before I accepted Christ, uh, my mom passed away when I was two. I grew up with my grandmother and um, my grandmother was the one who took care of me when I was a newborn until I was about eight years old. Our relationship is very close. I remember one time um, when I was about five years old, so she bought a a watch from Pasar Malam, a very cheap watch, watch and it's a pink color watch. And uh, she gave it to me, I don't know why. <laughs> but very proudly, I wore the pink watch to school and all the kindergarten kids were laughing at me. Ah, pink color watch, are you a girl or what? But I don't care, it's from my grandma, so I take it very proudly. And every single time I go on the bus, uh, she would just wave to me, I would just wave to her say bye-bye and all that. So I grew up with her very closely. I know that uh, she took care of me very well. Fast forward when I was 21. So this year I'm 30, 31, turning 32. Uh, 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, she passed away. I remember at her funeral uh, on the wake service. So I locked myself in the car um, and I remember this. I don't know how many of you did this the same, but I looked to the sky and I was like, um, Grandma, where, where are you at right now? Are you with my mom? Um, I just wanted to be with you. And I realized that day when I hit this corridor, an ordinary day, this memory flashback. And actually that, that day I was very stressful and it has been a very roller coaster week for me and I had to hit my KPI and I have to think about nanny. We look for different nannies, very, very tired. Sometimes we have to attend to different things. And I remember I was very tired, very down. And then a, a memory flashback where I talked to the sky and I said, today I lost two of my most important woman in my life. And then suddenly I looked in front, thought to myself, wow, now I have two more most important women in my life again. So knowing that, um, because it was a stressful day, God reminded that day to me that it was His grace that is sufficient. And I was overwhelmed by uh, the grace of God. 
and to know that it was Him that brought me through this whole year. And it was at that moment, at that spot, when oftentimes we feel that we cannot move forward, we are tired, suddenly a lot of responsibilities, a lot of burdens, and God is so faithful. He reminded me that His grace is sufficient. So when I look back, I know that it was His grace that I draw strength from. I'm able to pull it through. So I really want to encourage all of you um, as we step forward, as we step into 2024, and I know that some of us are going through hard times. Well, it might not have been the best year that we had. But I want to encourage you to look for His grace. If you are new, you have not experienced His grace or you don't know about His grace, can I encourage you to start the year to seek for His grace? And if you are weary, know that we have a mighty God and He's here with us. Right? Can, I, can I invite all of you to stand and we pray? God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. God, as we reflect what has happened in the past, as we recap what has happened in 2023, on the last day of 2023, we thank you, Lord, that you sustain us, that you keep us alive. And as we step forward to 2024, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice to experience God's grace and His mercy and His love and His hand to hold you in every single day of your life, that you will have a fresh encounter, that you will know that it's by God's grace we are safe and we will not want His grace to be in vain. And God, I pray for everyone I speak blessing. I pray that we, we will depend and rely on your grace every single day of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.